to the lost souls, the disintegrated spirits, the wanderers, the dreamers, and the seekers. Welcome to the Embodied Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Danielle McGinnis. Our work in this podcast will be to foster healing, transformation, self-expression, creativity, and the development of consciousness. So with our intentions grounded firmly, let's settle in and do some integration work. Hey friends, happy Thursday and welcome back to another episode of the Embody Podcast. If you guys are loving what you're hearing on the show, I would really appreciate it if you slid over to iTunes, dropped a five-star rating or a written review and just let me know what you are loving about the show, what you want to hear more of what you want to hear less of, what's really moving through your psyche at this period of time, and what's resonating. Those ratings and reviews really, really help organically grow the show. So if you've already done that, thank you so, so much. And either way, I'm happy that you're here. So today I wanted to read a few poems from the book Coming Home to Myself, and it's just a collaborative project between Marion Woodman and Jill Mellick and its reflections for nurturing body and soul. I want to read out of the section called The Inner Marriage. So it's it's the section that discusses the bridge between the masculine and feminine within yourself. This is on page 162. I think Jill wrote this one. He isn't a god after all. The real god is inside. Slowly, you recognize the illusions, the delusions, the pain of human limitation. Then, gradually it dawns what a huge mistake you've made. Hold your divinity within. Then ask yourself, do I love this human being? You may find that you do, that there's something noble in his suffering, something noble in your own, that you're walking parallel paths, not holding each other up. It's a marvelous thing to love another human being in this way. She goes on to say, if we are depending on our partner to make us whole, we're in trouble. Sooner or later, we shall feel betrayed. Sooner or later, we shall hate the dependence. Sooner or later, we may be the one who does the betraying. Wholeness is within. This whole section is trying to amplify how problematic it can become when we project these images of gods onto our romantic partners. For many of the people that I have worked with, some of the the experiences that they have struggled with is, is feeling as if they can only feel whole and complete when they are in relationship with another person. And if you resonate with that, where you feel a deep sense of isolation, not solitude, but isolation and loneliness when you are not in relationship, that is a mirror to the ways in which we have become disconnected from the deep divinities that move through us and influence our life. Because... If we believe that an outer person is the thing that is going to complete us, that is going to give us purpose, that is going to give us meaning, and that isn't available without 
that person, what we do is we create really high expectations onto the imperfect human being that we are in relationship to. And what we do is we keep ourselves really small as well. We are unconsciously not taking the effort and the time to turn inward and ask the questions about how are we out of relationship to the gods within if I'm expecting another human being to be that an embodiment of that god in the external world. So we can't expect other imperfect human beings to give us a sense of wholeness we have to be able to take that risk of searching for those divinities within us and on page 159 she says the first time we fall helplessly in love we are in love with our own projected image slowly after many projections we recognize that they are all they are all alike to their core these ones to whom we are fatally drawn slowly we recognize ourselves We've been falling in love with ourselves. It's really interesting because I think that we are expecting this human that we're relating to to be the embodiment of love. And when they aren't that, they're the imperfect human that they are, instead of projecting the God of, of love and wholeness, we start to project maybe the shadow side of that, which is the devil. We think that this, this person is, is out to get us. And we see this, I think, when we start to, when that God projection starts to dissolve in relationship, it's really interesting to see, and I've experienced this too when I was going through an experience of betrayal because I had projected so much onto that person and ignored it within myself and so when I started to see the actual imperfect human in front of me what I did is I went to these different categories and diagnostics and was trying to figure out like what is wrong with this person like he's a narcissist he's an enneagram this his attachment style is avoidant and I'm anxious and that's why it's doesn't work out and I, I found myself taking the projection of the God from that person and moving it to projecting that God onto these diagnostics. It was keeping me from addressing the imperfection of this person in front of me while also coming to grips with the imperfections of myself realizing that this person that I'm relating to isn't perfect and neither am I and that's a really painful experience if you have the tendency to try to like put a label on a person when the relationship isn't working out like a narcissist or a certain attachment style or a certain personality style it's really interesting because I think our gods have shifted from the person in the relationship to science to diagnostics to psychology rather than seeing how that is influencing us 
how that is keeping us outside of ourselves, keeping us disconnected from the divinities within. We need to ask the questions like, okay, like when I'm doing dream work with with individuals, you know, if you have a dream of an ex-partner, that doesn't necessarily imply that you're dreaming about this literal person that is your ex what the dream is indicating is that there is something within your psychic experience that is being held and contained within your ex's image in the dream world and so it's really important to ask the questions so like what do you associate with that person? So if I were to say that my ex was confident and creative and able to navigate really diff- hard, different situations, or he was really powerful, perhaps that might be a mirror to the ways in which I have left my own confidence, my own power, my own ability to creatively navigate situations in the unconscious. And that is trying to wake up within me. And so regardless of how our relationships end up, we have to start to ask the questions of like, what is attracting me to this person? What is it about this person that is is pulling me towards them because typically it is because that they are the carriers of a God within you that is trying to wake up something that has probably been very sleepy in your psyche for a long time. And that could be a gift that you have left lay dormant in the unconscious Or it could be an aspect of yourself that is really, really hard to accept that you um, are having a hard time coming to grips with. So these are the questions that we need to ask because if we literalize this and project these divine images onto an actual literal person, we're missing the point. We're missing the point completely. When our externalized projections start to flip and become demonic, it is amplifying the ways in which we might be betraying parts of our soul. And so if, if these outer people become demonic, the only reason that is so is because it will pull us down towards the death of the projection which gets us actually closer to the soul and what she's asserting here is that our choice to surrender into that experience allows us to see where the spirit of this projection is trying to wake up some deep element of our daemon. And it it is in these experiences of deep wounding that we can, when we hit those like rock bottom places, it breaks us open so that we can find 
the inner blessings that were there, the wisdom that we um, were missing when we've literalized these gods in an, onto an out, outside person. But when we turn inwards and we start to ask, like, what is influencing me? What is this person waking up in me? That is where the creative genius enters and we are able to start to catalyze a sacred union within ourselves. I think the important thing here is to just keep in mind that, you know, there are forces that are working within us that are orchestrating some divine plan, right? So all of the ways in which all the people that we have met, all of the heartbreaks that we have encountered are invitations into exploring the different gods that are working through you. And instead of expecting an outer person to hold the grandiosity of the god coming into self and getting in right relationship to that spiritual um, side of yourself. You know, there's a perspective in the Jungian world that most neuroses is just a spiritual crisis. We're just out of, we're, we're out of relationship to the ways in which the gods are influencing us. And so if we can look at our struggles, our relational ruptures, our stumbles in that way, we can see that nothing's really ever a problem. It's just an invitation to find the divinity in what is. So with that being said, I hope you guys have an amazing weekend and we will talk on Sunday. Bye guys. Thank <laughs> you.